Today is the 9th, Saturday, the 9th of November, and it is quarter to seven. It's a Saturday. I think I already said that. I don't think you did. Oh, Saturday in the evening, not, not in the morning. Vera and I went to a play learning thing, how to learn how to play a game at Mox today. We learned how to play the Marvel, what the hell is it called? Heroes, Champions, Marvel, Champions, Heroes. Champions something. We have a play mat. Let me read it. It's a Marvel Champions, I think. Yeah, Marvel Champions, the card game. Marvel Champions, the card game. It's from Fantasy Flight Games, who is a games publisher slash designer firm. They got into the business of game publishing back years ago, I think in the early 2000s or maybe the later 90s, mid, maybe the mid-90s, but I don't think that far back. I, I want to say they're somewhere in Western Europe, and I feel like they might be in a Scandinavian country. And there was some game, I don't remember what it was, some popular game, that wasn't getting imported to that region of the world and so this fellow said well I'd like to change that and so he did and then kind of grew into this pretty massive publishing empire at this point and they've got a lot of games and some of them are pretty good I guess uh, but they have this thing that I believe is unique to them called a living card game where the sets that come out, if you can call them sets, I guess they're more like expansions, just kind of supplemental sets, I think. I think that's what they call them, supplemental sets, add to the existing game. So, for example, with this Marvel Champions game, you would buy a base set, and then you would buy add-ons as time goes on. And those add-ons will always be the same. They're exactly the same when you get them. Unlike a game like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! or so many of the other collectible card games out there where you don't know what you're going to get in a pack. You go to the store, you spend $5 on a Magic the Gathering pack, you might get a rare that's worth 25 cents. You might get a Mythic rare that's worth $40. You, there's, you just have absolutely no way of knowing. But with the living card games, these, the, the sets are far smaller than a set release would be in Magic. A, a new set in Magic comes out once every three months, and they're like 250-odd cards, 260-ish cards, depends on if you want to count the basic lands and whatnot in there. But in of those cards, I'd say, I don't know, what do you what do you say? Vera's here. She's she's doing other things, so she's, <laughs> she's kind of here, but kind of not. How, how many would you say get actually played, implemented into a standard? And from a single set? Yeah. Well, it definitely like depends. 50-ish? Yeah, 50 is safe. 50 seems a little high. Somewhere between 20 and 50, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't... I would... Not more than 100. Mm -mm. No, definitely not. And so, if somebody's listening to this and they're not familiar with such a game, which would be odd to me, um, you might wonder, well, why in the heck have all those cards? Well... A lot of the times they're reprints of older cards. Sometimes they're designed specifically to be in draft, which is you gather around, you open packs, you build a deck on the spot. And they're not really constructed playable. What I mean by that is they don't do much. A lot of the vanilla creatures, vanilla meaning it doesn't have any, any, any abilities beyond just a basic stat. I'm getting kind of off track here. But my point is that when you buy a pack of Magic the Gathering, you don't know what you're getting, and sets are four times a year, not counting the, the extra supplemental sets that they do. Whereas a living card game, you know exactly what you're getting. You can see, they even have a QR code on the back that'll show you. You can see what you're getting, and there's a QR code on the back that you can scan to say, this is exactly the cards that you're getting. There's, a, there's no surprises. 
So for some people, they might like the uh, element of surprise if they buy a pack of whatever. I don't know what I want to get. Oh, I, I hope I get something really good. Oh, ah, I, I didn't get anything okay, good. I got happily ever after. I got, I got trash. Yeah, I got a happily <laughs> ever after, and I'm not happy about that. Uh, but with a living card game, you know exactly what you're getting, and the sets, those little supplemental sets, I believe are like 20 to 30 cards maybe, come out once a month from what I recall. They had a game called Android Netrunner, and it was originally designed by Richard Garfield, who's the same guy that designed Magic, and it was published by Wizards of the Coast until it died and wasn't didn't do all that great. Fantasy Flight Games bought it, the, the, the rights to it, had it going for a few years, I think four, maybe, maybe as many as seven, and then I guess Wizards of the Coast decided that for Fantasy to re-up the, the, the license, they wanted more money, and so Fantasy said, nah, that's a little bit more than we're willing to spend, from what very little research and what I've heard about it, and so the, the rights are back with Wizards of the Coast from what I can tell, they're not doing anything with them. But that was another living card game where everybody had access to the cards. There, there weren't really any special hard-to-find cards because all you had to do was go out and buy one of those supplemental sets and there. I think they run 15 bucks. So all you had to do is spend that 15 extra dollars a month to get to continually stay in the loop. And if, if you're thinking, well, geez, $15 a month. Yeah, on the one hand, that is kind of pricey. But with Magic, you might spend $15 per card on four cards per set. And that you might do that for multiple cards. So, all in all, the living card game model is way more pocketbook, pocketbook, pocket. Wow, I'm having a hard time talking here. Pocketbook friendly. Mm. Uh, and I liked Android Netrunner. It was a fun game. But two of the other games that Vera and I have played now, I haven't been all that big of a fan of. I like the idea behind them, and I like what they're trying to do, but the way that they do it is really sloppy, I feel. Well, I know that one of those is Arkham. Yeah. What's the other one? This Marvel game. Oh, I see. So, Arkham Horror, the the living card game, the, the card game, I think is what they called it, was fun and it's cooperative the whole idea is that you're a couple of investigators in a 1940s ish hp lovecraft setting hence the arkham horror name uh it's a very it's it's i mean it's straight up lovecraftian and you're you're investigating various things the the, the scenario that we played was trying to figure out what these cultists were up, weren't we? We were in, like, a mansion and trying to figure out what some cultists were up to. We were in our house. Oh, yeah, we were in a house, yeah. And, yeah, we were trying to discover what was going on in one of the rooms. I can't remember. Multiple was, rooms. Yeah, we were, yeah going up go into the basement. And investigate. And up Wasn't there a second part to that where once you get past the house, you go out into the city? Yeah, we didn't really... We did that a little bit, but the thing... The problem with that game, and and I'll get into the the similar problems, but not as bad with the, the Marvel game, is how many things that you have to keep track of. And maybe it's just because I wasn't terribly familiar with it and used to it, but in Magic you've got a deck of cards and your opponent has a deck of cards and that's it that you don't need anything else than that people often have dice to use as counters oh this thing has two poison counters on it oh this thing my planeswalker is at loyalty four or you might have pen and paper to keep track of your life total or a phone there's dozens of apps that life tracker apps but you don't need those things you can use other means it's not an intrinsically it's, it's not required for you to play the game. With the Arkham deck, or the game, the, 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 you had multiple decks. You had your investigator's deck, which you drew from each turn, or at the end of your phase, to see, to, to refill your hand with the things that you could do. Oh, you got a flashlight. Oh, you have a, a first aid kit. Oh, you've got a, a, a magnifying glass that helps you find clues, etc., etc. So you've got that deck. You've got the bad guys deck, which 
you draw from draw from during the bad guys phase. Then you've got the scenario deck over here, which as things progress and those counters build up over there, then it moves to the next phase of the scenario. And then you had the 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 map that you were building as you moved moved through the house. So you'd flip these cards over when you went, oh, I'm gonna go through the uh, the the door here into the the basement. And then you flip the basement over and you'd read something it's like, oh, in the basement you feel a cool chill. So you've got the the map that you're dealing with, you've got the scenario, you've got the, the, the bad guys deck, you've had and all And you have all these, these little tokens that go on certain cards yeah. too. Yeah, there's just a lot to keep track of. Not only that, but you could build your decks in different ways and that wasn't all that intuitive. It didn't, it was kind of hard to keep track of. So you had all these different things going on. And as much fun as the game was, it just felt like way too much setup and, and just too much, too many things, too many pieces to juggle. It'd be like, um, to put it into a, a terms of something that you might actually be able to wrap your head around if, you, if you're not having an easy time wrapping your, your head around this game that I've tried to paint. It'd be like walking into a kitchen and there being 15 different knives and 30 different pots and four different sets, complete sets of, of cutlery and eight different sets of, of, of plates and, and, and bowls. And it's just like, okay, I've got the, the blue bowl set and I've got this one. And then somebody tells you, okay, we need you to serve, uh, the people that are under 12 years old, all the, the, the red bowls. And then if, if they're, if they're elderly and they're sitting in the green chairs, then you need to bring them the red bowls. You're just like, and then you need to use these kind of knives on these sort of vegetables, and then you need to use, boil these soups in these kind of pots and pans. Like, what? Okay, okay. And you're trying to keep track of all these different things. Like, okay, and you got to bring these things to these people. Oh, ah, okay. Whereas with magic, it's sort of, you've got one knife, you've got one bowl, and you've got the ingredients over there. Go make your soup. Okay, okay. I, I've got one bowl. I've got one. I just chop it up with that knife and I put it into the soup bowl, and there we go. Off, off to the races. The Marvel game had the same issues, but not as many of them. So there was a lot of things to juggle, but not quite as as many as the Arkham game. So with the Marvel game, it's another co-op game, and the whole idea is you pick one of five heroes that are currently in the starter set. The, the game just came out like within this month, I think earlier this month, and one of the guys said eight days ago, so quite recently. And there's She-Hulk, Captain Marvel, uh, Iron Man, uh, Black Panther, and Spider-Man. So three dudes, Spider-Man, Black Panther, and Iron Man, and then Captain Marvel and She-Hulk. And I guess as the game goes on, more heroes will be announced, and more things, uh, the guy that was showing us how to play said that Captain America is the next one to come out, and it's, it's, it was fun when we played it, but, the, and, and like I said, it's, a, I guess I'll get into how you play, so you, you pick one of those four characters, and then you're, trying to defeat a bad guy. We are trying to beat Rhino, which is a bad guy from Spider-Man's world. There's also the Claw, who I don't know who that is, and then Ultron, who is one of Tony Stark's robotic creations that goes bad. And we got our asses handed to us by Rhino. We did okay getting through phase one, but then he had a phase two where his health damn near doubled, I think. Mm -hmm. He went from, what, 28 health? Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't 20. It was like 40 or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, that's yeah. right. It was 56, right? Yeah, 56. That's right. And then he and went then to it, 60. Yeah. Okay, so never mind. It didn't. It did, it did not double. I was thinking of some other numbers, like his threat counter. So, you your heroes. You've got your alter ego side. So for me, it was Peter Parker. I was I was playing Spider Man. It's just kind of where I sat. Vera had Captain Marvel, so she had Captain Marvel, and it could flip over to Carol Danvers. And then T'Challa and Black Panther and Tony Stark and Iron Man. And they all played differently. So uh, Spider-Man is a fairly defensive guy, even though I seem to do a ton of damage. I was able to deal 16 damage between two of these cards. Yeah. Um, but I had Aunt May, and so when I was Peter Parker, 
I could use Aunt May to heal myself. I guess it's like he's going back home to, to eat a nice breakfast and get some get some sleep, and then he puts his spider suit back on and goes back out into the, the battle. And so there's a round of hero turns, and then the bad guy takes a turn, and he basically punches everybody in the face a bunch of times, and he takes some damage, and then it switches back to the heroes, and you can flop back and forth between your alter ego or your superhero side. You can only do that once per turn, so you have to kind of decide, okay, do I want to be Peter Parker for this turn, or do I want to be Spider-Man for this turn? Because if I'm Peter Parker, then I can fight the bad guy, but if, I'm sorry, if I'm Spider-Man, I can fight the bad guy, but if I'm Peter Parker, I can't do any fighting, but I can heal up. And they have different abilities, so it's it's trying to figure out which cards to, to use and when to use them. Although, in reality, it was more like... I have five cards, which are the best that I can use here? Okay, I'm going to discard the rest to pay for those, because that's how the, it works in this game. You just discard the ones that, you, that you're not going to use to pay for the ones that you do want to use and do the most impactful thing that I can this turn, and then I pass to my, my the next hero, and then they do what they can do, and then so on and so forth, and then the, the bad guy goes around attacking each of us in turn. Or if you're not in your hero form, you're your alter ego, then the threat builds up, and if so much threat is built up, then you just lose the game. It's like he's doing his bad stuff, and you have to be the heroes to stop him from doing the bad stuff, and it was fine, except it had the same problem, like I said, as, as the Arkham card game, where I've got my Spider-Man deck, okay, cool. Vera's got her, her Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel deck, everybody's got their own deck, okay, that's fine, we're, we're good there. The bad guy has his deck, okay, Everything's good so far. But then you have these other little side decks, these like special bad guy decks. For me, it was the Vulture. And you shuffle this card into the bad guy's deck at the beginning of the game. And if that card comes up, then your specific bad guy with Peter Parker, Spider-Man, it's the Vulture, he shows up and you got to deal with him as well. Okay, so there's that other deck. Everybody else has another one of those decks. So now we're looking at, with four players, already we're looking at eight decks to keep track of just for the players, plus the bad guy's deck, plus his scenario. So we're looking at eight, ten different little side things, not to mention you've got three different tokens. You've got stunned, tough, and confused. <laughs> yeah. So those are little things that you got to keep track of. You've got all these tokens... Which you don't have to use the tokens, you could just use dice or something, that you can write that down, so that that's not that big of a deal. But it's just all of these little things to juggle. And I was just thinking about the the setup and the cleanup. When we got there, it was all set up very nicely and everything was in its home, but if you didn't have different colored sleeves, then it would just get really messy. Whereas with Magic or Netrunner, like I mentioned before, there's your deck and your opponent's deck. You shuffle up, and you go to town. But these living card games, I was telling Vera, I, I, it would have been nice if it was just the opponent's deck and then your deck. And if they were, they didn't think that there was enough happening for the opponent to do, it's just automated. Somebody takes control and they, they have to do it and it's, it's not like you're fighting against each other, you're just fighting the, the game, basically. They could have had things in the hero's deck where when you draw it, you must reveal this immediately or have a keyword for that, like, surprise or something. So when you draw it, because you draw up to your hand size at the end of every round, every hero round, if you draw one of those surprise cards, not only is it a dead card, but it does something bad against you. So it's something like surprise attack, uh, rhino crash or something could be the name of the card. And um, when when this card uh, is is drawn... Rhino makes an immediate attack against you. Okay, there. Okay, that's fine. So then he does it as attack, and he, oh, geez, now I got to deal with this, and or deals an attack at half damage, rounded down. You don't want it to be devastating if you're on your last last breath here. Little little tweaks that they could do like that, uh, but as fun as it was, there's. There's no way that I would want to be setting up and tearing it down on my own. It, it, was, it was fine to walk into a room and have it all ready to go and have somebody explaining it to me, but I feel like I've got a pretty good grip of the game. I just, I didn't leave the 
the, the, the demo thinking, boy, that was so much fun and, and really easy to keep track of and something that I, I'd like to play. Vera raised the point as we were walking home. She said, well, what about Warhammer? Well, even Warhammer, even though there's a lot of pieces, individual units, you could think of those as, as your cards in, in a card game. Once you've got your guys and you, you know who you're playing, you go, okay, here's my dudes. And then what else do you need? You need a, a, the, your, your, your game map. You need some terrain, uh, and then you need some dice. That's about it. You might want to have a rule book handy to know what your, your dude's special abilities are, but it's not all these individual little stacks of things that as soon as you bump it, oh, and we got to get that back in order. It just... It, it, the way that the last two fantasy flight games that we've played feel is like trying to juggle a lot of different spinning plates at once. And I don't find that enjoyable. I'd, I'd rather just play something that is more self-contained, if that makes any sense. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's my orderliness that just makes me get kind of bothered when I'm playing these games and there's just all of these things to keep track of. It's, I don't know, is that how you felt or was it just kind of like, eh, whatever, just... You know, it, it did feel like it kind of weighed things down a bit. It was just, oh, yeah, we got to remember to do this thing. Okay, yeah, we got to remember to do this thing. Yeah. And I, how I felt when we were playing the Arkham game is the deck building was one of the most confusing parts yeah. of it because there were certain cards, and the same is true for this Marvel game, that belong with the hero that you chose. Yeah. And so you have to have those cards in it, and there's, I don't know, a varying 20 number or something, yeah. of how many. I, maybe it's the same for all of them. But then in addition to those cards, you get to choose other cards to go with it. But there are, I don't know how many cards to choose from. Oh, yeah, that's enough. Right, yeah. Yeah, so you've got your, for example, Spider-Man. There are Spider-Man-specific cards, so he has to have the Spider-Man cards. Or maybe he doesn't have to, but nobody else can use those. Okay, fine, fair enough. But then in addition to that, there's basic cards that anybody can use. And then on top of that, there's this whole other category of cards, which I don't know what they're called, but there's like defense, leadership, oh, yeah. attack, or something like that, or, or aggression. They're different colors. Yeah, they're different so colors. there's blue, purple, red, and then green. green. Yeah, something like that. And there might have even, even been another one because we didn't see the She-Hulk deck, so I don't know if there's a, a fifth way. And so the guy was saying, yeah, there's like 20 different ways to play this. It's like, that's cool and all, but it's really confusing. It's like, okay, so I've got my Spider-Man cards if I'm building Spider-Man. Now do I want to build him leadership, or do I want to build him defense, or do I want to build him attack? But then on top of that, I've got these basic cards. So it's just, it's a lot to juggle. It just, for the type of game that it is, it just, that doesn't seem, it's, it seems like a clash of, of things going on there. Yeah, it's a lot of investment for a one-off. Yeah. I mean, I dig the Marvel setting, and it was fun when we were playing it. It seemed enjoyable. It's just, is it $60 enjoyable, and when the heck are we going to play it? Uh, Vera has made the point that when we're walking home, and I know I'm not really including her all that much in this conversation, that's because she's busy painting dudes. When I asked her a question, there was more of an excuse for me to drink than, than really wanting to hear her opinion. No, I'm kidding. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> no, it's not how. Like, I need to pause to formulate my next thought. You, you go forth. <laughs> no, that, that's mean. That's not, that's not the truth. She's taking way more care. Hey, they're beautiful. With her, her first guys than I did with mine. Mine, I just kind of went at it pretty quick. You're talking about the Kill Team yeah. miniatures. I just like things to look good. Especially if I spend, oh, I don't know, maybe a whole day's worth of time on these <laughs> at this point. <clears throat> Yesterday I painted for, I think, six hours. <laughs> Today? Yesterday. Oh. In a row. <laughs> just, Wow. Yeah. Her her I mean her guys look pretty dang good. I'm I'm not gonna lie. She she went with the, the Tau out of the, the starter set here. It really done well done. She's got all these different colors and she's got like the little leather bands on, on each of them. 
holding their their armor in place and I mean she's being very careful and they they definitely look more clean than mine. Mine are I don't know. Yeah. I like yours. They have little details that I totally failed. Like you did a lot of the fading or the edging on the armor mm, for mm. one and where you put the shade makes a lot of sense. I'm mm. kind of covering these guys in oil oh. just because I think it looks a little more rustic and just better. Do you have any black available over there? Uh, no, I mixed it with silver. No, okay. I can get some out. Nah, sorry. I'll... Yeah, it's not a big anyway, game. you're recording this thing. Yeah. So <laughs> this game that we've decided to try and give a shot at Kill Team is a, is a Warhammer miniature game and we have tried to learn how to play it by going to mocks a couple of times and the first time um, the guy that runs it was sick so that didn't work out I mean, there's no way for us to know that and then the second time apparently they were doing a team they being the people of, of mocks were doing a team building thing and so they failed to cancel the event or send out an email. We didn't know until, well, right at 6 o'clock when it was supposed to start, or a few minutes before, five minutes before. Vera, we were there playing some commander until the time came around and Vera went over because uh, she she scooped up her cards in mid-game because it just she wasn't getting any lands, I think, is what yeah. happened. I think that Slimefoot deck needs some help. I don't know. Maybe. With lands. Really? I think it's been a problem. Huh. I don't know Maybe if I'm that's wrong. the case. Um, and so she went up and asked, hey, where, where do we go to do the kill team thing? And I said, oh, well, that's not happening because they're doing a team building session this evening. Apparently they went to play laser tag. And uh, so, okay, well, I guess we'll go home because we didn't, I mean, Commander's fun and all, but... It's not why we were there. Right, yeah. Something I realized when people have talked about having a play group of Commander, that makes a lot of sense because we've gone... And the people that you run into are... Varying. A varying degrees of enjoyableness to be around for, for any amount of time at all. Some people are totally fine, but other people are challenging in different ways. And uh, challenges are good and all. I'm all for a challenge. But if I'm going to play a game and, and I want to have a good time, then I'm not necessarily looking for a challenge on a personality level. I might be looking for a challenge in the gameplay aspect of things. Oh, I want to play the right cards and I want to try and maximize my turns and, and do the things that I can do in the best ways that I can do them. But now I'm having to to look at this individual's teeth or something because they, they really want to show them to me or, or the way that they talk is just difficult to, to hear whatever the case may be, or just how they, what they say. And usually if a situation presents something negative, Del can pick up on that with haste, and you, you, he really clings to it. You, you spin that in such a, a nice way. I don't know if it was a nice way. No. Yeah, I... I my, my ability to, to find the, the negative in something, or for me to be negative about something, is is a skill that I've honed unintentionally. Hmm. <laughs> Me putting a positive spin on it. Hmm. I It's not like I go looking for the negative, but sometimes it's so bloody apparent and so in your face that it's hard for me to just let it go. Hmm. Like, I understand, you know, listening to Sam Harris's meditation stuff and everything is an appearance and consciousness, and that's great and all, but <laughs> when there's a group of... 10 people sitting right behind me, which is the case today, yeah. basically yelling in my ear for half an hour, it gets a little bit tiring. Yes, I understand that this is an appearance in consciousness, but it's starting to hurt, and I can't hear what the people at the table that I'm here to do the thing with, I, I don't even know what they're saying in some instances, or I'm having to, what, what? And it's just this battle I didn't come here to have a battle between hearing what people are saying. I had this thought while I was there. I was thinking, you could probably be in a tournament hall with a thousand people playing chess, 500 tables, 
and it would be so much more quiet. It would just hear like, uh, you probably wouldn't hear much talking at all. There's thinking happening. Yeah, there's just but the people behind us. I turned to Pooh and I said, "Can you guys?" And I hand kind of bouncing up and down, lower, drop the volume a little bit. And I, oh, okay. And then within I think a minute of me saying that, the store manager came in and said. Folks, this is a confined space, and if you continually try to raise your voice to he- speak over everyone else, you will never, it'll just continue to get louder, something like that. So please keep your volume down. I mean, she was gone for 10 seconds, maybe not even. And right the volume after just, she spun around to leave, it just went... Just started climbing right back up. It's like, people, shut the fuck up. Just keep your... and. Somebody did something in the game that they were playing behind us, and they ah! just yell, just ah! they cut themselves off real quick after that. Like, oh, quiet, quiet, quiet. I mean, admittedly, they were younger, but just monitor yourselves. It's not necessary. I mean, if you want to talk really loud and do that, then rent one of the rooms and shut the doors. There are other people here, and so as soon as that kind of thing gets stuck in my head. And it's just right in my face. It's it's difficult for me to just let go of it. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know a good way to. I've seen that. I tried to, one, just stay forward so that my ears were pointed in a different direction. Yeah, I guess that's okay. You'll have to figure it out. I feel like I should just bring headphones with me wherever I go. I guess that only solves that problem because then the next time I'll, I'll have headphones on to deal with the one thing and then somebody will smell super bad and then I'll have to put them in my nose. I'll just, I just need... You just walk around in a hazmat suit. Yeah, some sort of... Be a bubble boy. What are you What are you doing? You're trying to not interact with the world because it's obnoxious. No. That sounds like a miserable existence. Yeah, it would be. And I'm not about to go and do that. It's just... I don't know a good way to interact with those situations. It's not what I was trying to get on. I, I don't really know what the point of this this chat is. Um, maybe maybe I could take it there and talk about interacting with situations that are challenging. For example, interacting with magic, which we haven't been doing all that much. Uh, we I think the last time we played was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We haven't played each other. It used to be kind of a nightly thing, but these days, not so much, because I guess it, it's interesting how... Let me try this again. I don't know the exact reason that we've taken such a step back from magic, but I think that part of it is due to one damn card. And it's incredible how one piece of something can taint the flavor of everything else around it. And the card that I'm referring to is that damn Oko Thief of Crowns. And it's not like Ver and I have a ton of experience playing against the card. Nowhere near what many other people have that are playing at the highest levels and they, they just have to deal with that on a regular basis whenever they jump on arena and are playing at the highest levels. We're at gold right now because the season reset and we haven't really tried to get into plat. We haven't really tried to do anything other than derp around a little bit. Um, <laughs> so our interaction with Oko has been minimal, except for when you go to Reddit, where you can't go to Reddit these days without seeing many Oko memes and people talking about how this thing's getting turned into an elk, or did you see this? It got turned into... I mean, memes on memes about things getting turned into elks. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Wizards of the Coast is even kind of poking fun of it because there's this mode in Arena called Mormir's Madness, I think, where I don't really understand the appeal. I guess it's just that everybody's on the same footing and you don't know what to expect because the way it works is your deck is comprised of all lands, and each turn you can pay X amount of mana, discard a card, and it just gives you a creature from, I guess, the history of magic, or that is in arena, just like anything, just mm-hmm. pull some random card out of the, the ether that would cost that amount of mana. 
So if you pay five, you get some sort of five-five creature. You might get a Doom Whisper. You might get uh, a Tendershoot Dryad. You don't know what you're gonna get. You just get some random. You might just get a vanilla garbage card, which seems to have been the case whenever I play it. I just get junk many times. Um, but they've replaced it with a mode called Oko's Madness, where, as far as I can tell, everything is just a 3-3 elk. So I don't know what the point is. It doesn't even have an ability. I, I Unless I misread, which is very possible. But it looked like... You, you get an emblem, you pay something, you discard a card, and you get a 3 through elk. And that's just all that happens. So, I don't know why you would want to play that. And the image that they used is the More Mirrors Madness image, but then they have this elk head that looks like it was taped over that picture. So it's just like elks everywhere. Elks, elks, elks. So, this Oko card has tainted magic in such a strong way that, um, Vera and I haven't gone to a single standard event since Eldraine released, and we don't really care to. That's not true. We went to one. Oh, we did? Yeah, we, we went to that standard, one? and there were a bunch of Field of the Dead decks. Remember? And I think we went to a second one, even, and then you were just, you said, no, nah, I'm done. Oh, Yeah. I guess so. I don't remember when that was. I guess that was after Eldraine came out, yeah. Yeah, that's true, because I had my Garrick deck. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, and we saw a guy that plays a fair bit of Standard, or he seems to... He's, I think he's been there nearly every time that we were going. And he was playing Commander, and he even said, Oh, that's a lot of Oko. Like, okay, he said he plays Oko. He's got one, he said. Yeah. One I mean, is playing Oko. It's, it would be silly not to play him. If you have him. I mean, he's that good of a card. But my point with this is that one small thing can make such an impact on 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 a game. And it's just... It's... It's so... Unfun to be up against. The other day I was playing online. And my opponent played an Oko. But it was fairly late in the game. And I thought, oh... Maybe it won't make that big of a deal, but it did. He just started turning everything I had into elks, and I just, I just conceded. I said, I'm, I'm not playing this. There's, there's no, there's no point. Why bother? So. My dudes are done. I guess we haven't played a lot of standard because it's, it's that, and we haven't played a lot of magic because it just feels kind of ho hum right now. Yeah, we've also got this Warhammer, or not Warhammer, but Kill Team. Which still is Warhammer. Still to keep us occupied. Warhammer Kill yeah, Team. Yeah, it's still a separate game, though. Yeah, but it's... I just wanted to say the right name. Gotcha, yeah. So we've been occupying ourselves with this, and now all my guys are officially painted. We haven't even played a single game at this point. We've no. just been painting and putting our stuff together. I put all my guys together, painted them, and then put sprayed them with um, uh, a lacquer kind of thing, a, a varnish a sealing thing so that they'll clean up a little bit better and things don't stick to them so much. I want to do that. And then I put together a bunch mm -hmm. of terrain. So we'll have some pieces, buildings, and walkways, and looks like smokestacks. And uh, we'll probably play a game here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. We could play with the terrain as is. It's just primed up. It just needs to dry a little bit, but we could still play. I mean, you can use anything you want as terrain, but it, like, you could use toilet paper rolls and, and cups and just be like, oh, I mean, what? You, it doesn't really matter. You even made something at work with the inside, what would you call that? Like, the cuff that the tape sits around the, for a tape roll? That's not what this is. What is it? It was a long tube. Oh. I don't remember what it came with or what it was for. But it's cardboard? Yeah, it was a long cardboard tube, kind of like a, a extra thick toilet paper tube that was two and a half, three feet long. And so I cut off some sections that do look like they are the inside of a duct tape roll. It absolutely does look like that. Um, it's about, it's actually almost exactly that size. And then I cut off the bottom, I don't know, sixth, eighth? something like that, so that it looks like a tube 
that's uh, like a like a pipe, like a drainage pipe or something. You're talking about the edge, like he's cut off. What is it like a fifth of the edge? Yeah, it's not even a, a fifth. It's maybe a sixth. A sixth. Oh, okay. So if you were to draw a circle and then draw a line through the middle of it, mm -hmm. but then move that line from the middle all the way over to the very edge, mm -hmm. this way the tube sits flat. It, it doesn't roll. Yeah, it's a C shape rather than an O. Yeah, yeah, exactly, a C. And so it, it looks like if you set it down on the ground, it looks like a, a partially buried tube or something, like a, a drainage thing. So I'm going to, I need to actually prime these. I'm going to prime these up. Mm -hmm. and then paint them to look like uh, pieces of some sort of a pipe, and you can set that around. And... Neat. Yeah. You can... So making terrain isn't difficult, and since I work at a hardware store, there's ample opportunity for me to find various things to build stuff out of. Mm -hmm. I saw some foam that I almost tried to do something with, but then changed my mind. I figured there's all sorts of chain that I get. That we, I mean, I could get all the chain pieces that I wanted from every time I cut a chain, a link goes free, so I could make some some busted up chain clumps or something. Just looks like some sort of, I don't know, some sort of barricade. Hmm. Um, That's cool, or just like a junk pile, like a heap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Scrap That's a good metal. idea. Hmm. Um, yeah. So the the thing that I really enjoy about Warhammer so far is the customization of it and it really scratches my my Johnny itch which I'm very much about having a feel of something and, and having a story behind something and that's a magic reference by the way yeah the professor from Tolarian Community College in Peasant Kenobi who's another YouTube slash internet magic guy we're talking about Commander being the future or a large draw of magic, and they were giving their thoughts on that. And one of the reasons that the Kenobi guy pointed out was the, um, I forget, what did, what did he call it? The Expressive? Yeah, that's a, yeah exactly. I think that's exactly what he said, the, the expressive nature of it. And that you can, you can really figure out the feel of a deck. If you want to make something that's all about... Damn near anything, unless, except squirrels. They still don't have enough squirrels to make a squirrel deck. There's going to be a legendary squirrel in the unset, but it's still a silver-bordered set. So anyways, that, that's maybe my... Maybe it can be a commander. Maybe, maybe so. Aside from squirrels and, and other things, I don't think there's dolphins, but there's fish. You can build so many different things. Like if I go to, let's, let me, I'll, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Um... E-D-H-R-E-C, which is uh, Elder Dragon Highlander is what E-D-H is. It's the original name of it. People just call it Commander for the most part now. You can go to Themes, and then you can go to Tribes, and then there's all these different tribes. And I'm just going to run through this real quick so you have an idea of what, what the heck I'm talking about. You've got Vampires, dragons, zombies, elf, wizard, goblin, dinosaur, slivers. Slivers are these weird kind of, I don't know, they just help each other. All slivers get buffs. Alien creatures. Yeah. Angels, Eldrazi, which are like things from beyond. Merfolk, warrior, cat, knight, elemental, pirate, human, hydra, wall, ally, spirit, demon, shapeshifter, soldier, bird, bear, sphinx, god, Rat, werewolf, dwarf, fairy, druid, fungus, cleric, snake, spider, minotaur, tree folk, scarecrow, giant, ninja, wolf, rogue, mirror, samurai, Did you say turtle? No. Worm, ooze, insect, shaman, avatar, rebel, monk, whore, kithkin, artificer, griffin, atog, skeleton, golem, specter, phoenix, assassin, construct, elephant, hound, crab, advisor. Oh, there's a crab. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's, there's actually 18 different crab decks. I want to make a crab deck. Fox, archer, spell, shaper, core, elder, boar, dryad, scout, ogre, frog, illusion, horse, mercenary, gorgon, cavu, centaur, orc, plant, celiphid, barbarian, and what is the last one down here? Come on. Oh man, what the heck? What a cheat. Serpent. There it is. Mm. Serpent. Mm. And that's not mentioning all the different themes. You've got, I don't know how many themes there are. 
artifact, life gain, aristocrat, token, lands, plus one, plus one counter decks, sacrifice decks, wheel decks, equipment decks, enchantment, planeswalker, aura, spell slinger, pod, toughness, sunforger, mill, bounce, blink, count, negative one, negative one, counter, discard, infect, self mill. I mean, it goes on and on and on is my point. And there's a lot of different things that you can do that aren't in those themes. If you want to do something like, oh, my deck is all about... I don't know what the heck it would be. It's, it's about... Um, casting the... My, uh, my whole plan is to try and take as many turns as I, as I can. Or um, to cast a giant channeled fireball that hits everybody for 100 damage at once or something. There's definitely a way to do that. And so that's something that I think is really cool about Commander and something that I was commonly trying to do in Standard that I just couldn't do. I want my deck to be able to do this thing. It's like, well, it's going to suck, but you can you can kind of do it, but you're so limited with the card pool. At best, you've got nine sets to work with, and that's only for three months. And after that, they're all out. Whereas in Commander, it just keeps on growing, and it keeps on growing, and it keeps on growing. Same thing is true with Pioneer now. It's a non-rotating format, so you'll be able to do all kinds of things. Um, there's actually a Pioneer event, finally, mm -hmm. at Mox, and we're going to go... What did you say you wanted to film? Something kind of like my BAMP deck. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I was thinking anyway. With Nissa mm -hmm. ramp game stuff. Yeah. Or uh, uh, ramp, rampage. You could do... Yeah, but I want my angels. A hardened scales deck. Yep, I could do a hardened skills deck. Yeah. Um, but I, the Bant deck is the most fun I've had. Oh, okay. Playing Magic. It'll it will see what the bans are. They're they're banning things every Monday or unbanning, monitoring things. Um, so we'll see we'll see what things look like. I I I don't know if they'll ban Oko and Pioneer. I kind of doubt it. I don't know that he's making that big of an impression. Um, but I do think that here on the 18th, is that when the next one is? Uh, ban? I, yeah. I think, uh, or the 11th. I think it's the 18th. Okay. Uh, but whenever it is, I have a feeling that just because of the public outcry and how people have said how unfun standard is right now, that Oko will get banned. Um, I'd be a little bit surprised if he didn't get banned. Just yeah. the, the way that people are talking about it. Especially with that event. I feel like that event that's on Arena with, you know, Oko's Madness yeah. is really a, just kind of a jest, you know, really? like just, <laughs> yeah. here, have some more. Speaking of Arena, we were all about streaming and going crazy and making videos, and we're still making videos, but I guess it's just how un-fun, how, how little fun that we've been having with Magic that it's just kind of like why do this thing if we're just not enjoying it yeah i like playing brawl but wizards of the coast has made the mind-bogglingly odd decision to restrict brawl to one day a week and it's not even a weekend day it's wednesday it's the middle of the week so the worst i i can only play a little bit when i get home from work most people work middle of the week so i don't understand their choice behind that at all it's it's that's a real head scratcher there uh i i yeah really really odd but i enjoy playing brawl on there i i, I don't really care to play brawl in paper because of the rotation aspect of it but mm -hmm. i'll play it in, on on a, the computer and just throw a deck together and jump in and have some games apparently you can do brawl anytime you want with direct connect Oh. And so I think there's a whole Reddit set up to find people that are, like, looking for games. So you can be like, here's my ID. and. Oh. But it's just, like, why not just have that as an option? It just, it doesn't make any freaking sense. Um, yeah. Wizards of the Coast ability to communicate with their community has been, uh, it leaves... The people like Vera and I and other people scratching their head more often than not. It's like, why did they not tell anybody about this giant tournament that's happening? Yeah. what? It's almost like they enjoy it. <laughs> it just, it, it doesn't, 
there's so many business decisions that are just so bizarre, and it's so all over the place. And Vera had this theory, which I think might be pretty accurate, hmm. that because they want to give everybody an equal say, <laughs> that they just go around the company letting everyone decide what how things are going to be run. Well, they all take turns. Right, so right. Everyone gets a turn. That's what I meant by going around the company, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's Billy's turn to come up with an idea or to share his idea. And so Billy wants Brawl to be on Arena, but he only wants it to be on Arena once a week. Yeah, for whatever reason. And so they go, okay, well, that's what, what Billy wants. And the next week it's it's Sally's turn. And she says that they should not say anything about the upcoming tournament. Let people find it out about it on their own. It'll it'll make it more rewarding when they when they learn that there's a tournament and then they'll share it naturally, grassroots style on social media. And like, okay, sure, we'll do that, Sally. <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense business wise, but that's that's cool. And then one guy comes along or gal, some person comes along and says, well, this next big mythic championship, we should really try and knock it out of the park with the coverage. And they go, yeah, cool, let's, oh, okay, we're going to pull all the resources together and, and make it happen. And they do a really good job, which was the case with, I think, one of the first or the second mythic championships that they did. It was really good. And they had... I think it was the first one that was, where, Autumn one? Yeah, that sounds right. That was a good one. And they had between like match interviews and different stuff going on but then ever since then it's been like they cannot seem to get a consistent flow and build on it yeah it's just this two steps forward and one back yeah. two steps forward three back two steps forward a, a, a trip and a fall it's like <laughs> they, it's like guys just build yeah it just Figure out what works and then do more of that and less of the stuff that doesn't work. But whatever. <laughs> Here I am being negative again. What? Yeah, I know. So I've been enjoying Warhammer even though we haven't played a single game. Um, <laughs> been reading lots of books? Yeah, I read a whole book so far. I'm reading a new one, uh, Gaunt's Ghosts, and I'm... Listening to others? Listening to others on tape right now. I've got, I think it was 23 books on a Humble Bundle deal. And see, the thing is, if it was Wizards of the Coast, they wouldn't have told anybody on their website or their channels that they had put something on Humble Bundle. Whereas Warhammer, it was right on their main page the moment it came out. This is up here. Go and get it if you're interested. And so for $18, I got... $610 worth of audiobooks and audio dramas. And they're really well done. Really well done. Like the narration on just the audiobook is by a professional narrator and he does the different voices. It's, it's really good. And the audio dramas are full-on old-timey radio sh show style things where there's sound effects and music. Mm. And, I mean, they're really, really good. Mm. Um... And yeah, so $18, I think, and you can choose where you want it, the money to go. So I had, I think it was like $4 to Games Workshop, another 4 to the humble people, and then the other 10-ish um, to Child's Play. You could pick your charity. They have hundreds of charities that you can pick from. Hmm. And so I, I, I think I've probably donated multiple hundreds of dollars to Child's Play at this point. Yeah, between all the stuff at Whole Foods mm -hmm. and... Um, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, I really like what they do. <clears throat> I think it's a good organization. From what I heard, um, I think it was a gal came through my line at Whole Foods one time. She's like, oh, I, I work for a charity auditing company, and Child's Play has scored the highest every year that I've been working for it, meaning hmm. they had the least number of discrepancies and, and least number of, like, well, where did this $100 go? Hmm. And that kind of stuff. So they were they were the most accountable, the best one that she of of the ones that she had done auditing on, which That's I cool. thought was really good. Like what they say they're doing is exactly what they're doing. This money goes here to this thing, and this money goes here to this thing, and I mean I don't know if that's still the case, but it was at one point in time, which is better than no point in time. <laughs> True. But. Yeah, I think I, I've, I've mentioned this before, but the, the, the thing that I like the most about Warhammer is the narrative aspect of it. And it seems like everyone that plays 
does that to some degree. They have some story about their guys or an individual guy. Even if it's like, I don't know, this guy, he's got his head messed up because I, I like to think that he tripped and fell one day. And maybe that's all the story that they've got for it or his armor scraped up because it got dragged in the dirt and he was, when he was trying to run and catch up with the convoy before he got the to the evac ship or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm just pulling this stuff out of my butt. It's not like I've actually heard somebody say that. But... I enjoy the whole story aspect of it, and the lore of the game is is ridiculously deep. I mean, it there's, I think, more than 200 books in the Black Library now for the Warhammer 40k wiki on fandom. There's 5,500 different pages, and, I mean, some of those pages are just... They go in thousands upon thousands of words for per entry. So it's 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 a very very deep world, and I like that about it. Whereas magic, it's oh, there's some hoopleheads going around to different planes, going on their their myriad adventures and and meeting new people. Okay. Yeah, but I think from the lore that I've heard, that's magic related, compared with the lore from Warhammer that I've heard. Mm. I feel like the stories in Warhammer are closer to true. Hmm. Like the representations in the with the characters or the different factions or the philosophies, various things are executed really well. Yeah. And they make a lot of sense and they yeah. work within it. Whereas in Magic it feels like they try and force a lot of things in just because yeah. they wanna appeal to as many people as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Warhammer doesn't give a shit about that. They do not care about appealing, appealing to any. They're like, they know what they are doing, and if you like it, cool, and if you don't, you can fuck right off. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really care. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's because it's made in the UK, or if it's just who that's made. I don't, I'm not really sure. That isn't to say that they don't want more people, but apparently there's been a greater increase in Warhammer sales recently than ever before. They had, like, just record-breaking profits these last year or quarter or something. Hmm. So they're, they're doing something right. Cool. And I don't even know what it was. That, I guess it was my, my co-worker that got me involved. Hmm. I thought, in some small way, I have... I have to be grateful to Heroin for getting involved with, with Warhammer. It's all connected. It is. It's a weird way to think about it, and probably not the best way to think about it, but it's in a small way true. Because my, my co-worker, he struggled with, with that problem, that, that demon for a while, and he used to play Warhammer when he was a little kid, like I think eight. When he was eight, he got into it, and then got out of it, and I asked him, I said, how come you, you sold all your stuff? He's like, I needed money for, for the things that I was doing. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, because I'd asked him about what these marks on his hands and arms were. And he's like, oh, this. And he opened right up. He wasn't shy about it. Uh, so I don't know that he's told anybody else at work about that stuff, but I feel like I created an instant connection with him and kind of like a bond because of asking that and him not being shy about it and me not being like oh okay well I don't want to talk to you about it I've just asked him a few questions like oh what was that like and what is it like now not doing that and and do you prefer this over that and whatever whatever Mm. that was the first time I said whatever whatever in a while it's been a few days (laughs) I don't maybe a week yeah that's pretty good it's better (laughs) better than daily yeah <laughs> I had been saying that phrase whatever whatever quite often and so I noticed that and then tried to get off of it but it slipped back in there sneaking old habits die hard that's what they say well yeah. yeah. alright I don't know what else to talk about here so and I want to prime these little tunnel thingies fascinated by my dudes. They're cool. I'm so excited. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun playing. I think so too. I don't know that I want to try and build up to a full army at all, 
I'm just interested in playing games of Kill Team just because of the space. I don't know when we would play. I don't think you and I could play a full game, at least not in our current setup here. It'd be difficult. The f- it's a full 40k game? Yeah, armies on armies. We would need to take that table that the computer's on and put it in the middle of the room. Yeah. And Or get, get like terrain. a folding table or something. It would, I mean, it we would, could make it work, it would just be It would really require silly. a lot. Our or, apartment would revolve around it. Yeah, or we <laughs> would have to go to Mox every time we wanted to play. Yeah. Which is why I like the idea of Kill Team. I'm not opposed to eventually getting a full army. I'm not saying never ever. I'm just saying that's not where my head's at right now. Yeah. And I'd I'll, like to see how this is. Yeah. The Sisters of Battle set that I'd like to get is definitely gonna be enough pieces to get damn near a full army from what i can imagine so i'm probably not i'm just gonna build that over time and like get these ones and get them ready for a kill team the games workshop has got to add more females to kill team mm. it it is kind of stucky stucky shucky i was gonna use a bad word and i shitty out of it shitty yeah Poopy. It just stinks, okay? Well, like, how much research have you done to see how many females there are? Not much. Okay, so maybe there's more than you think there are. True. We'll, we'll, we will find out more about that and report back. I guess I'm thinking of that Necromunda? Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? A game that's also by Games Workshop. Mm-hmm. They have an entire female army, or it's a gang. Oh, there. they do? Yeah, but they're all... Really punky looking, huh. and they have mohawks and I don't know chainmail, like I don't know armor. And mm. They're okay. It's just there's all the 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 witches. Yeah, there are witches. There are um, the jesters. What are they called? The harlequins. The harlequins. Yeah. yeah. There's the sisters of battle. I know there's the sisters of battle, but that's your thing. It doesn't have to be. It makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Nuns with guns. It makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm good to call it good here. I've been good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, once we play a game of Kill Team, we'll do one of these. We were wanting to do one this week about our experience, but that didn't happen. So it's going to have to wait. But we'll talk about that and what we liked and what we thought about it. When it happens. Yes, whatever that may be. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.